Beth, I'm, I'm really sorry, but this episode might contain some spoilers. 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 I'm going to have to leave. Sorry. Yeah. If you've not watched this episode, then uh, sorry, you're going to get it spoiled. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine that being your life? You should tell her that I loved her performance. I will do. It was great. Um... Meg, good goodness. You should tell her that I saw Fraser Hines and I told him that I was going to see her and he didn't know who she was. Oh. <laughs> this is the second week that we'll have bullied Fraser Hines. I saw Fraser Hines outside of Masala Zone. What about you? How was your Welcome to the Who Watch podcast, where we're watching every episode of Doctor Who from 1963 to present day. He's David, I'm Beth, we're two huge Doctor Who fans, and we're continuing our Who Watch journey this week with The Romans, the 12th ever Doctor Who story. Before we begin, please do remember to subscribe and follow us on the socials. You can find us on at Who Watch Podcast on all the platforms, and you can email us with your thoughts on the story or our episodes at thewhowatchpodcast at gmail.com. Plus, if you're on Spotify, you can let us know your thoughts via the Q&A buttons. If you are enjoying our travels through time and space, please do give us a rating on your podcast provider or tell your pals. Spread the word of the Who Watch podcast. We do have a lovely little review that we want to read from you. Oh, are you going for the one that was on Twitter? I am going for the one that's Yay. on Twitter. Uh, this is from Chad Howard. Hi, hi Chad, Chad Howard, hi. hi. Um, they say, really enjoyed this ep, I think it's about the last episode. I greatly appreciate the way you both explore the stories while still clearly enjoying them and the Doctor in them. It makes each pod a fun experience. Yay! Thank you very Thank much you. for that. Oh, I love it when someone sends us a nice message. I know, right? It makes, it makes me feel me warm happy. and happy inside. We do I actually have an email. Oh, no, what does it say? Is it, is it from like from... a spam bot or something? No, no, no. It's from Ron Murphy. Hi, Hi Ron, Ron Murphy. Murphy. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm just reading this for the first time. Our dedication to that bit is great, I must say. <laughs> it starts off, y'all. <laughs> great. When you went into your... when oh, sorry. <laughs> Can I read this one? Actually, yes, you read yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all. <laughs> I love the start of this email. Y'all. When you went into your southern... <laughs> When you went into your southern accents during the recap, I about died. It made me so happy. And as a Doctor Who fan born in... Ar- is it Arkansas? Arkansas. Nearly said Arkansas then. Arkansas. <laughs> Living in Tennessee. I approve and I hope to hear some more accents in the future. Oh. Thank you for doing such a marvellous job. I'm trying to get caught up soon though. Love the podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, I must say I don't remember doing that. That's from the... I think we did that in the sensor rights and we just did them. Wow, 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 wow. Did we? Did, did we do that? I think we did. Do you not believe Ron? We went into a Taylor Swift country voice era. Do you not believe Ron? I do believe Ron. I mean, I do believe Ron. My memory is terrible, so I will always believe Ron over myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Ron. We'll try and do more accents. song is slamming screen doors. (laughs) What was that? That was a bit of Taylor Swift. Is it? That was from Debut. I've not listened to Debut for a very long time. Sorry. That's embarrassing. I know, Cut right? That. Cut that. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Ron. And we'll do... Thanks, Ron. M- hopefully we'll do more accents that aren't offensive. Yeah. In the future. I can do, like, three accents. One of them is 
that bit, the bit, that bit. That Anna, bit. Annalise in Smith and Jones. Yeah. I don't think that counts. As that's not an accent. That's an impression. Um, and that's basically it. Great. <laughs> so, well, you can add Southern American to your repertoire. I don't repertoire. remember doing that, but yeah, we're I'm glad to, we did it. We're gonna have to listen back and be like, oh, okay. I love. Wait, so I love that we have like an uh, American listener. That's really cool. yeah. Like I, I mean, because you check the the stats and I don't, so I don't know mm. what percentage of people we have from like not England. It's the UK and then it's America. Okay. And really random places in America, like, like Tennessee, because that's from, well, well t- from Tennessee, <laughs> Ron in Tennessee. Um, Ron in Tennessee. Ron in Tennessee. <laughs> it's not like he's won a prize. <laughs> Ron's the only ten- Ron, Ron from Tennessee, everyone. Ron from, Ron from Tennessee. <laughs> Ron's the only ten I see. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, I Ron. That was smashing. I love that. <laughs> David, I'm going to ask you okay. to um, tell me the plot of the Romans in 30 seconds, and I hope that you do better than I did last week. Because last week, <laughs> you... you you, okay, you can I just say that, that was the first time we ever did that and I forgot how long 30 seconds was. That's true, that's true. But no, also it, was it was more that like... Deeply funny that you started going into real detail and I was like, right, you've had 20 seconds and you were like, the doctor's fallen asleep and had a depression nap on the chair. Because that was a really important part of the story. But uh-huh. also, you have to remember, we went from doing like 10 minutes of script to 30 seconds of script. That's so true. let me fucking adjust, bitch. <laughs> God, I was just such a women hater. <laughs> Okay, let's go. I'm gonna. Uh, I've got a time ah, for 30 seconds. <laughs> David. Yes. I want you to tell me the plot of the Romans in 30 seconds. Three, two, one. Okay, Titus falls off a cliff. Then we have a little flash forward. Ian's asleep. They've basically been in Italy for a month, having a rest because they've had lots of traumatic things happen. They both go to Rome in separate like, separate ways. Vicky and the Doctor go on foot because they're having a really cool little holiday. Ian and Barbara go there by being captured and sold as slaves. Um, then it's basically like mad adventures where they like almost run into each other but never really in the court of Emperor Nero. Barbara's a slave to Nero. Uh, Ian's like a captured. Ian's a fighter, and they end up back in the Godzilla. Um, you didn't do too badly. I was, I was okay, I think. Uh, but I also couldn't confirm yes or no whether that was correct because I drank so many margaritas while watching this that I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what happened in the Romans. But it was great, I'll tell you that. I, I have to say, this is possibly the funniest Doctor Who story I've ever watched. So... Even if you didn't drink five margaritas like I did, it's still pretty. Like, um, okay, imagine it's really funny, but you also have five margaritas. Like, it was, <laughs> I was crying. I was crying. The you know that beats. scene where Nero is chasing Barbara? I was like three margaritas in, and I was like, am I hallucinating? I've <laughs> <laughs> watching Emperor Nero run around <laughs> trying to kiss Barbara. It's he's, insane. He, he, yeah, he's on his Me Too era. So we start with the cliffhanger from last week, which is the, the, the tar- literal cliffhanger. Literal cliffhanger with the tar- just falling off uh, a rocky rocky Mountain. ledge mm. and falling down. Mm. And then you immediately cut to Ian asleep on the chaise lounge. Um, on the chaise lounge. <laughs> on the chaise I was literally going to be like wet leg reference. Um, yeah, they're just on holiday. Yeah. They're on holiday. They've briefly, been there a month. Briefly, I was like, what's happened? Like, where where are we? What's going on? And then yeah. Vicky's like, well, we've been here for almost a month. I'm like, sorry, what? Yeah. We've been here for a month. It's hilarious because you're like, oh, look at this really dangerous thing that happened. Oh, it's fine. They've been here a month. Like, what happened in that <laughs> month? I need to know. So can we just, can month. I start off by saying the one thing that I do remember 
is that it feels like Barbara and Ian's It sounds like you blacked out with, with alcohol. <laughs> One thing I do remember before... They were before... five very strong <laughs> margarines. Um, I think that it felt like Ian and Barbara's relationship had really heated up over oh, the course of the month. Oh, Something it shifted. shifted. Like, there's like a scene where they cut away from them and they cut back and it kind of feels like they've just done the deed. They've done the deed. Which scene? Um, I don't know, but it's in my notes. But but it felt like they were messing about. She was like doing his hair. Oh, and they were like they're doing the thing. And they cut away from it and then they cut back and it's like, oh. We, we just, they just, we just cut back to like, mm. oh, post-coital Romanism. Post-coital Romanism. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really interesting seeing how the relationships have developed. I think, I think it's mm. good because you, especially with Vicky, oh. they don't need to do like a whole load of what they would have to do now, which is writing lots of uh, background and kind of how Barbara and her interact or how she interacts with the doctor or how she interacts with Ian. Mm. And it, it works in this instance because it's just like, it just gets straight into it of like, yeah. they've been together for this amount of time. Here's a relationship and ha- how it's set up. Whereas if you were writing it now, I think there would be like a whole kind of like, this is how they're developing. And this is how the doctor's coping without Susan. And mm. he's kind of like taking her under wing. Whereas this just gets straight into it. You're right, it's like we, we cut straight to Vicky and the Doctor's relationship and it's already established. Yeah. And you kind of... I mean, the thing that I said to my friend that I was watching it with... Um, hi, was, Neve. Hi, Neve, hi. Hi, Neve, um, hi. That it kind of feels like this is the role that Susan should have had all along. Absolutely. Like the young, you know, kind of bored, kind of funny teenager who's like, oh, grand, my granddad, I don't want to see statues. I want to see, like, interesting things, you yeah. know. And being like, I want to go on a real adventure, but also yeah. simultaneously being really like charismatic and and cute and like you want to hang out with her Absolutely. and you want to see her perspective on the story. And then he's being like, oh no, child, that's good, you know. She like they're <clears> so <throat> they're so sweet together, and it's really it's really fun that um, immediately they kind of, they just kind of work together, and the doctor takes Vicky under his wing, mm-hmm. and it's just like so fun and like like. Really brings out that kind of cheekiness yeah. that we started to see in the last episode, and that kind of that kind of um, mm. mind transplant, like <laughs> complete personality yeah. shift. See, you, you just reminded me that I was watching um, the behind the scenes documentary for the rescue the other day, um, and it's kind of those interviews with like Maureen O'Brien and William Russell mm. and stuff. And she talked about so they kind of started speaking about William Hartnell um, and his career, and they were saying that he was very bitter about like his career and like how it hadn't gone like how he wanted and mm. he didn't feel like he'd made it. He was always playing like sergeant majors and like, you know, mm. like armed men. He didn't really want to do that. So he, when he got to Doctor Who, it meant so much to him because he knew that this was going to be it. Like this was the role. This was the big, I'm going to be remembered for this. Or yeah. like, this is the thing that matters. This is what I've always like wanted. Um, and so obviously when Caroline Ford left, he was really miserable and he, he didn't want anything to change, which obviously mm. like if you've watched an adventure in space and time, you kind of get that story. But Maureen O'Brien was saying that, like, he was kind of prone to, like, fits of rage and, like, you know, getting snappy and yeah. being rude or whatever. And she was like, it became my job to calm him down. Mm. And I was the only person that could, like, laugh him out of his rage. And it's like their relationship was like, I mean, obviously, this kind of low-key sounds a bit toxic, but it sounded like yeah. she was the only one to make that could make him laugh and make him, like, cheer him up. And you can kind of see that on screen. Yeah, like, yeah. Their relationship immediately is... And it's not just because the Doctor is... Um, 
has a different relationship with Vicky than he does with Susan. You can see that it's it's Maureen and William mm. just kind of like bouncing off each other. He's far more touchy with her. He's far more kind of yeah. kind with her. And it just it makes it well. makes the relationship really interesting. But then it also adds, I guess it adds in some way a layer to his relationship with Susan. Mm. And you kind of have that question as to why don't they have that relationship? Why don't they have that kind of... Yeah, because... That, that warmth with each other if they're family. Yeah, and, I just think back to like the censor rights and like the arguments they were having mm. in that story. And obviously like if you were watching this in real time, that would have been like months and months and months and months mm-hmm. ago. But the difference between how he acts towards Susan, who is a similar age to Vicky in that versus how he's with Vicky now. I think it's it's very interesting because when you watch it in order, you can kind of see like how Barbara and Ian and these adventures and Susan and Vicky have kind of like changed his personality already. Mm. And like, I guess having these, this little family has actually made him like a much lighter person. Yeah. The Doctor is really funny in this and he is just kind of like, Ian and Barbara, you're so lazy want to just chill and it's like well to be fair they have just gone through a (laughs) lot a lot um if you think about what's happened in the last like six months of their lives essentially there's a lot that has happened to them chill chill for a bit let them have a second but it is like your parents when you're a teenager when you're wanting to sleep until like 11 o'clock and they're like right 7 a.m we're on holiday let's get up let's go it's also kind of gives the same energy as like of like the Power of Three, which is the 2012 episode of Doctor Sorry, Who. where is this going? Well, like, where, like, they just have to, like, wait for the... Oh, right, the, yes. The, the cube invasion, and the Doctor's just, like, can't sit still, and he can't chill for long. Sorry, that's just, like, a very niche episode to well, reference just, well, because no, people hate it. I feel like it. there's a lot of examples in New Who where the Doctor's, like... Or, or like, Finston and the Doctor, for example, mm. when he's, like, is this how time usually passes? Like, in the right... Yeah. Or, and he can't, and she's, like just fucking stand still for just like 10 sit, minutes just chill, and he mate. can't but it kind of gives the energy of like of course Ian and Barbara are like I actually just want to rest because mm. they're humans and the doctor's like nope off we go next thing We've had a couple of weeks let's go so um he and Vicky decide that they're going to go to Rome for a couple of days and they're within walking distance of Rome what's again so interesting about the way that this is written is that the doctor and Vicky and Ian and Barbara have a, the same have like an adventure in the same location at the same point in time, mm. but they never interact with one another. Yeah. So like Ian and Barbara are interacting with each other yeah. a little bit, and then they and get the do- separated, and then they get separated, and then they get brought back together again. And the Doctor and Vicky have their own adventure with yeah. Nero, and they kind of escape. They both both sets of pairs escape at the same time, but they Ooh, never. Yeah. They never come together. Do they, not come, they come back together at the end? Though. At the end, they yeah, come back yeah, together. The... And the Doctor's like, well, we've had a great time in Rome. Me and Vicky, we're going to tell you all about it. And Ian yeah. and Barbara are like, yeah, so have we. We've been captured and kept as slaves. See, this is what I think is really funny, because it's like the whole time. It gave me a similar energy to, I think, Marco Polo. The Doctor's energy versus like what Barbara has to go through in this. There's a scene where he sees that Nero has like got a woman and he doesn't know that's Barbara. Mm. Like, and he's like, oh, you just go back to your ha ha ha. You go back to your whatever you're doing, Nero. And it's yeah. like, no, he, you can, he's got a woman in there that doesn't want to be in there. Yeah. And like, even worse, he doesn't know that it's Barbara. But it's, I think it's so funny that the doctor's just like, so chill about everything going on because obviously he's like the most privileged person on the TARDIS. Like he, he's an older guy. It, it, so he doesn't really have to face as much shit as like, Barbara does. It is, it is privileged, but it's also, I also think about it from not not excusing it, but it no, also no. is that kind of thing of if he 
tries to do something that is like out of time. When they get to the court of Nero, um, the head poisoner, my favourite character of the story, head poisoner is getting ready to poison someone, and then Vicky's like, "Well, this this um, servant doesn't deserve to die, so I've swapped the poison, and Nero can have it." That was it. So, that was <laughs> so, it. Sorry, so chill of her, by the way. Yeah, I just don't think this servant should die, but Nero, yeah, yeah, Nero. That's <laughs> absolutely fine. She doesn't know any really any better. She's just like, no, this this person should die. Yeah, it's a nice reminder again of the doctor having to say to a companion, we can't change time. Mm. Time has to continue in the way that it has, that it always will. Yeah, which we had previously had in the Aztecs with yeah, Barbara. with Barbara. And, but that's another thing, right? Like, obviously we see the doctor having a really chill time in this. And when I say, when I'm speaking about like, oh, he's so privileged that he doesn't have to go through as much as Barbara. What I mean by that is like, it is obviously from an educational standpoint, they are showing like the difference between, you know, how, how, women would have been treating during this time versus men or how like people of different ages would have been treated and I think it's like great from an educational standpoint I think like that scene where like Barbara realises because she's obviously a history teacher and she knows what happens to Roman slaves and she's like the way, We're like fucked. again, like the it's always whenever Barbara loses hope that I like, oh my god, this is dark because like she she knows about this stuff. So I think it's really yeah, interesting from that educational standpoint. Also, sorry to interrupt okay. you, but to have like the the doctor sort of leading the comedy side of it, which is like makes it really entertaining and really interesting. But you also get the educational side of it just for, through like more of a traumatic way. But mixing them together makes it really entertaining, and then it makes it kind of educates you more because you're kind mm. of more interested in it. Whereas with the Reign of Terror, it was all just, not to compare them, but they were all like, it was just doom and gloom. There was nothing interesting. I don't remember any of it. Whereas I feel I have a better education of what they were trying to tell me mm. through this script. There's one thing I will, like educational wise, I will come to and it's right at the end. Yeah. And it made me just sit up and go, oh, that's actually a really interesting point. Yes. Um, what I was going to say was, I think it's re- you, you make a really good point in that the Doctor is kind of, swanning around Vicky is learning about this period of history from like the perspective of like a young girl from the 24th century mm. and being Ian's... very confident about it because she doesn't know any better so she's just like whatever exactly <laughs> Ian is like running around initially before they get captured as slaves being like oh <laughs> I am big pentameter here's like all this <laughs> random like Latin phraseology yeah. and then Barbara it, because again like you said because she's got this knowledge as a history teacher is like sat there going, if we if we get caught, if we're slaves, then we're we're fucked. Yeah. We're completely fucked. Yeah. Every, everything is like we're we're screwed completely. Um, which again is like I, I find really interesting. Yeah, I Doctor and Vicky um, end up at the court of Nero because the um, a musician who plays the liar, who looks very very familiar and looks very similar to the Doctor, gets killed, um, and he gets mistaken for the musician and is taken to the court of Nero. Sorry, what? Can we talk about the musician's name? Maximus. Maximus Pontilius. <laughs> Was that it? Maximus Petulian. Pe- Maximus Petulian. Go off Maximus Petulian. Oh my goodness, have you heard the latest one from Maximus Petulian? Yeah, it's such a vibe. Yes, and by Maximus Petulian. I knew you were going to say that! <laughs> On the liar. Boom, 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 yes. boom, 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 boom. And play that liar with your chest. Yes. Um, <laughs> and... 
So Ian and Barbara get captured as slaves um, because they get spotted in the town by some slave captures. Mm, and they find out they're from London. And so they they're f- like, mm. Mm, Britons. Let's take them away. <laughs> Britons. Britons. <laughs> and they get separated. There are particular scenes where I, again, like you said, there are moments where you're going to go, oh my goodness, all the hope is lost if Barbara's miserable. Mm. But the scene that I kind of thought, oh my goodness, this, this is absolutely miserable, is that Ian gets put to work on a boat that, mm. Oh my god, it's horrific. That is hor- like a horrific like slave boat that is meant to be rowing somewhere, somewhere in the Mediterranean, potentially towards Rome. Mm. They get caught in a storm, and the boat like shatters, and Ian is thrown out into sea and then washed up on a beach. But the whole scene of them going heave ho, heave ho in the boat is so. It miserable is and it dark because you have loads of extras who are just like gaunt looking just like rowing backwards and forwards i will say though the f- the one funny redeeming feature of it is the fact that the water when the water starts coming in is clearly like a bucket that some producer <laughs> off screen is having to throw <laughs> over people's faces which is so funny because about four hours before i watched that i watched thin ice which is a 2017 episode <laughs> and the same thing happens to the 12th doctor and bill and then my friend josh was like my friend Lauren did that. I was like, what? He was like, pull the bucket over Pearl and Peter. <laughs> and I just thought it was really funny that the same thing happened in the Romans. Um, see, it really, like, the thing is, I remember this, the bit on the ship where they were rowing, but I must have, like, the margaritas must have hit because I do not remember, I do not remember the ship sinking or Ian and Oh my goodness, no! I remember all the stock footage of, like, the water. Storm. There's lots of stock footage of storms yeah. and and, like, ferocity and yeah. it is, it's really effective and really good but yeah then um ian ends up washed up on a beach um still in chains and someone has to like let him go um what's his name what's the name of the guy who he's with is dildo or something uh, delos delos that's it <laughs> <laughs> i knew it began with a d there's also didius or something in didius here. delos didius delos, didius delos dildo so when they get to the court of Nero, one of the things, one of the characters we meet uh, is Nero himself. <laughs> and oh <laughs> my lord. Isn't he something? He is quite something. I mean, we like historically Nero was like considered quite mad and killed lots of people, was quite bloodthirsty. Did he have a song on Horrible Histories? I think he probably did, but I can't remember what that Wait, song is right on, now. I must know. Oh, here she goes. Right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> um. We just watched the um, Roman Emperor song from Horrible Histories, <laughs> which we won't be able to put on the podcast because we'll get a copyright strike and someone will shoot us from the BBC. However, someone will shoot us from the BBC. Someone. That's a bit dramatic. Um, however, that was one of the greatest experiences of my life. And also, Your was face fashion- didn't show it. <laughs> I, I mean, I was shocked because I was like, this is a... So it's a musical parody of Bad by Michael Jackson. <laughs> Hence why I'm sat here going, oh my. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> um, so Nero was historically not a very good guy. Uh, poisoned his stepbrother. Killed, killed his, his mother. Mom. Killed his mummy. Killed his girlfriend. Then his next girlfriend. Um, Barbara got a lucky escape. A very lucky escape. However, he's really played for laughs in this. Like, he's... (laughs) 
He, he is hilarious. He is utterly hilarious. Like, there's a bit where they first meet, um, the, do- the Doctor and Vicky first meet him, and he comes in and uh, is immediately like, I'm going to play my liar. And he's like, where's the Imperial stool? And someone brings him, like, a little stool yeah, to, like... he puts up his foot. To put his foot up on so he can play his liar. Then gets a chicken leg and starts eating his chicken leg. <laughs> then hands the chicken leg to the doctor, gets his servant, and wipes his hands on his servant's shirt, and then goes, mm, yes, next he thing. He is definitely playing to the doctor. There's even a scene where him and the doctor are in a, are in a sauna. Yeah. Which is hilarious. It feels very, kind of, sim- similar to some of the New Who historicals, which where, where the historical figure is played off as a joke. Like the Shakespeare jokes James in the seconds. Shakespeare, yeah, exactly. Um, or the Agathist, Agathist, Agatha Christie Agatha jokes. Fisty. <laughs> Agatha Fisty. Agatha Fisty. The Agatha Christie jokes in Unicorn on the Wasp. Um, even to an extent, the Winston, Winston Churchill and the, oh, and the Hitler Winston jokes. Churchill, in Let's Kill yeah, Hitler. absolutely. Like, the, uh, yeah. I think often it's interesting in Doctor Who because I think they make they make jokes out of historical figures to make it funny. But um, also, but also the the kind of erasing so much of like yes. some of the things that I make didn't those bad yeah I didn't know Winston Churchill was a bad man until about five years ago yeah because I did, did, didn't get educated on it in school mm-hmm. and then my only like experience of, as a British working class person was like everyone adores Winston Churchill yeah, because he um, did, did a lot yeah you know, and, and then war, and then obviously. Doctor Who and then the way he's portrayed in Doctor Who so it, it wasn't until <laughs> embarrassingly yes. like, five years ago that I was like doing my own research about him for something and I was like oh shit oh here's all this <laughs> <criminal. other> stuff. <laughs> um but it's funny isn't it because you think that you know you think you know and then, you, you, and, then yeah. and then you're like oh this is just how like these char- these historical people are portrayed through our shit educational system and through tv and film mm. where a lot of british stuff is weirdly glorified which is why I like the um king james episode the witch finders in 2018 yes. because the doctor actually calls him out yeah. And it very much talks about, like, there's a lot of comedy, but he's my, very much called out. My Nubian prince. <laughs> he's Excuse very me, much called out for his behaviour. However, at the, so I was going to get to this later, but I might as well bring it up now. At the end, you see Tavius, who is the man who bought Barbara from the slave auction, and has been very kind to her all throughout, um, like, But he still owners. purchases her, David. So, Let's well, not. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's not, let's, not get, not let's, not, let's not give the man credit for, 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 for a Roman. But for a Roman, he's like, <laughs> he's like, nice. Okay, thank you. At the end, he says, "Good luck." And like, when Barbara manages to escape, like that's the thing that he says at when she says, "I'm going to escape. I'm going to get out of here. and I'm not going to stay here. Thank you very much for buying me, but excuse me, I'm going to run away." He's mm-hmm. like, "I'm not going to stop you, but like, you do know that if you do that and you get yeah. caught, you will die." Mm. Um, at the end, he reveals that he has like a little cross, mm-hmm. and um, I thought it was really interesting because he, like the Christians under Nero were persecuted yeah, they were, like, to fuck. They, they yeah. were vilified. They were thrown into like there's like what's the story of like how Nero like threw a bunch of Christians into like a den with lions and mm-hmm. basically like killed them all. Yeah, Nero was like, trying to explain this to me when it was on, and then was like, "You didn't know this," and I was like. No. <laughs> I mean, like when when you get when you like I, you know, I was brought up a Christian. I still consider myself a Christian. Like you are, like when you were brought up, and it's like one of those things that you learn about because um, this happens about thirty. This is set thirty years after Jesus dies. Yeah. Um, I was so, also brought up Christian, but apparently I don't remember anything from it. Well, there you go. <laughs> but this is like set thirty years after Jesus dies, and so like the the kind of the start or the start of Christianity being spread across um, mm. the Mediterranean um, at, at like from out of. Um, Israel Palestine 
to like the Mediterranean in Greece and Rome. Um, so like there's a reference to like the um, the guy who plays the liar, who, who everyone thinks the doctor is, is from is from Corinth. Mm-hmm. And there's a book in the Bible called the Corinthians because yeah. it's about how Paul goes to the Corinthians and t- tells them about about who Jesus is essentially. Yeah. So um, that bit at the end I found really hist- historically interesting. Yeah, and obviously explains a bit why he's not as he's different he's a different to the other so yeah i found that really historically interesting yeah it definitely is Don't forget, if you're enjoying this episode of the Who Watch Podcast, you can find us on the social medias at Who Watch Podcast. Or you can email us with your thoughts or your reviews or your arguments at the, the Who Watch Podcast at gmail.com. The head poisoner. Right. Can we can we understand the Go fact off, that like Queen they're in in the court of Emperor Nero? I don't know, right, like, first of all, we're saying this as though this is 100% factually accurate and this is like... We're talking about in-story. In-story. In, in, in this story. particular story. Hold on, I need to know. I need to know. Does she, does she have a name? Is she called the head yes. prisoner? Does she have she a has name. name? Is it Lacosta? That, that would make sense in terms of like, uh, right at the bottom. Yes. Look, I love Tardis Wiki because it gives you, it just, the way it reads is so funny. <laughs> Lacosta was a professional poisoner in Rome. <laughs> in July 64, Vicky Pallister met Lacosta while she and the first doctor, who was impersonating Maximus Petulian, were in Nero's palace. Lacosta created a poison intended by Popeia to be used on Barbara Wright. <laughs> it's All so the information you need. <laughs> um, so in story, there is a woman who is in charge of poisons her literal job is to be the head poison to make point to make poison and 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 vicky also that's really interesting because vicky has this whole conversation with her like from a moral standpoint like why are you doing this how are you not like do you not worry about the implications of poisoning people like morally do you think maybe these people might you know get try and get their revenge she's like oh it's just my job like it's not really anything to do with me it's just whatever i'm told to do She's she, she's, she's got, so she's funny. Gas at herself because but also, she, babe. she she is like serving all the way through. She is looking, she serves completely all the way through. She's got like oh. this gorgeous like. We need to headdress. start doing Mother of the Week because oh, she is Mother of the Week. She is Mother. But also Papaya, she's quite Mother of the Week as well. Uh, she's a little bit less Mother. I think I think to, to Mother, <laughs> to Mother for people who aren't afraid with um lingo on the internet, it's kind of like. Uh, a woman, usually, uh, who in, embodies a certain spirit. Thank you for mansplaining what mother is to a woman. <laughs> I'm explaining from a queer perspective know, of what the word it. mother means. You literal homophobe. <laughs> Beth Axford is anti-LGBTQ. She should not be allowed in any LGBTQ spaces while I explain (laughs) our lingo and our language. But could that not be seen as sexist? Well, yes. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm just just fighting you for no reason. (laughs) Uh, Don't start that conversation. Otherwise, we'll we'll have have letters. (laughs) 
We'll have letters. Please don't actually what? say I'm... What? Gay men being sexist? <gasps> wow. Gay men being sexist in the Doctor Who community? In the Doctor <laughs> I could not imagine such a thing. Oh, to who could imagine such a thing to happen? It's really nice that. Anyway, um. <laughs> you might have to cut that. I probably right. will. I will cut that. Don't um, worry. Do you want to finish explaining mother though? Because right it is to to explain to explain mothering. Uh, from a queer perspective, it is... And no, he doesn't mean, like, when you have um, give birth to a child and you have to rear it yourself. No, it's... <laughs> um, in, in the ballroom scene in, uh, in the gay world, um, a mother is uh, usually a, a woman, uh, including trans woman, or a femme person who uh, leads a house, quote-unquote. A house is a collective of queer people who would partake in... The ballroom scenes you'd have uh, the mother of the house would be the person who leads that group as to like choreography or what people are going to wear or what the, what how they're going to ta- partake in particular categories at the ball who partakes partakes in categories and i actually didn't know that there you go so watch pose you should watch pose um, oh, is that the um, ryan murphy it is <laughs> 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 talking of sexist gay men anyway um <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any. I, I don't have any backing for that. Don't come no, for me. No, but I. Yeah. It's a joke. It's just a sarcasm. This is parody. Um, so uh, that has been extrapolated to modern Twitter behavior and digital culture in the gay scene, where a mother is like a woman, um, who has a particular attitude or, um. Uh, je ne sais quoi, shall we say. <laughs> They're usually a woman over the age of 35 who um, just, like, embodies confidence. Amanda from The Traitors last year, mother. Mother, I get you. Martha, I think Martha Martha's now mother. is mother. Yeah. So I think, who else? All this to say, Lacoste is mother of the week. Lacoste is mother of the week. Can we talk about the fact that the Doctor... I can't believe we the spent do- that lot of that long talking about mother and behavior. I love it. Um, can we talk about the fact that the doctors? So Vicky switched the poison that was going to be given to Nero because yeah. she was like. So it ended up being given to Nero because she didn't want this random person to die. And then the doctor was like, "No, that absolutely can't happen because history." So yeah. he just gives it to the other guy. What's his name? Tigillinus, Tigillinus, whatever his name is. And it's totally fine for him to die. Oh, because <laughs> he's not. Which Nero. has possibly but, one of the funniest moments. Yeah. In the entire episode, where he just keels over, <laughs> dies, and then the actor who plays Nero breaks the fourth wall, yeah. looks down the barrel of the camera, and is like, oh well. <laughs> that is high count. What? I, yeah, yeah. What? I was I, sat there like, what am I watching? Have I had three margaritas, or is this real? It is, <laughs> it, like, like, again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, the comedy beats in this are just incredible yeah it is very funny it is very very funny with or without margaritas honestly um so yeah then we get to the end i really like this i I really like the narrative in this where like they've both had separate adventures Mm. Um, it kind of gives planet of giants a little bit uh, yeah stories that come together at the end um and the only thing that connects them really is that they both arrive at the at the house and kind of go well uh we've had some adventure 
and the Doctor and Vicky were like, oh, really? Well, we met we met Nero and we had a great time. Anyway, we're off to the Tigers. Bye. Oh, I don't... Do you know what? I genuinely don't remember the ending because oh, I, would, I would have had my fifth margarita by then. The, I can't like, it. it literally is um, the escape from the... The escape from the ghetto from the chateau. The last uh, thing I remember is the doctor pretending to play the li- the li- the liar. Liar. The, what the liar? The liar. The liar. The liar. The liar. Um, the liar. Um, from Iron Tour. And and <laughs> playing it silently, and they're all pretending that they can hear it. Yeah, yeah. That's the last bit I remember. Emperor's new clothes. So it's a reverse kind of version of that where the doctor pretends to play the liar, and it's like there was never any liar. There's this beautiful music, and I was like, Nero, can you hear that beautiful? beautiful music and Nero's like yes I love that oh that music is so good we all know someone that would pretend, pretend they could hear it oh if that was real <laughs> if that was happening to Fully. us I know several people who would be like yeah this is just so good so good, good. oh my gosh <laughs> and so everyone in the room goes yeah this is like really great this music's really cool love it um so that is part of the way that like that that part ends oh we forgot one of the biggest plot points <laughs> I forgot in, on all the plot points, David. I had five margaritas. <laughs> we forgot one of the biggest plot points Mm-mm. in universe, which is the Doctor causes the Great Fire of Rome. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, I completely forgot about yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, you've just, re- yeah. I, so the Doctor accidentally it. knocks like a candle or something onto onto a map onto the map plans of Rome, and Nero's like, "What the fuck have you done?" And then goes. Yeah. Wait no, you caused me. You've, you've given me a brilliant idea. Yeah, like we'll just burn it down because the, the city because <laughs> the city planners won't let him like rebuild, rebuild all, it. all so they're of like, Rome. If he burns it, if it burns down, we yeah, can rebuild. we can rebuild it. And he's like, oh, new, new Rome. <laughs> whoopsie! I accidentally caused the creation of the Great Fire. So Ian is one of the people that gets brought in and is told, right, but you need to set fire to the to the to the whole of Rome, and we're going to burn the place down. So they and he throws money at them to make them go and do it. Um, and so the Doctor and Vicky leave because they're like, right, we know what's about to happen. They run away to and go and watch the Rome burn from a, a nice distance on the hill. And Vicky's we- like, wow, I can't believe I'm watching history happen in front of me. And Ian and Barbara manage to escape as well from Rome and run um, while there's all this commotion going on around the burning. <laughs> so um, that that is that is basically how it ends. Barbara and Ian somehow manage to get back to the villa that they're staying in outside of Rome before Vicky and the Doctor do, and chill. There's a great running joke throughout about fridges. Oh my god, there is, isn't there? So like, oh, uh, oh, I just put it in the fridge. Ha ha ha! There's no fridges there's no here. Fridge. Ah! <laughs> and that is the, the best Doctor Who. Though, and like, then when you have a joke like that, it's just so super. So and then at the end. Um, oh my god, it's, it's literally 19, the, the, the mavity of 1965. It's the mavity of 1965. <laughs> At the end, Ian goes, Oh my goodness, Barbara, wow, what a time. And I wonder if there's any food, I'm really hungry. And I was like, Barbara's like, yeah, I'm really hungry as well. And he's like, oh yeah, I left some of that peacock that you cooked in the fridge. And Barbara's like, great, I'll go and get it. And then goes, <laughs> It's like they start the story with this joke, but end the story with yeah, this joke. I great, love it. Great book end there. How many stars would you like to give this story, David? Can I be completely honest? No, don't be honest. Okay, right. Well, no, please, be honest. I'd like to give this one star. No, um, <laughs> I'd like to give this five stars. Do you know what? I think I'm going to agree with you. And I don't know if it's the margaritas or the fact that <laughs> it's just a really funny story. But I had a great time. It so I, I think I agree. I just think that there is something great about like the, the number of comedy beats in this. And how... 
how joyous it feels. It just feels like this like a really fun. Even though some of it is pretty dark. So, it's some, quite of it's, some of it's really dark, <laughs> but also it just is a it, it is a really fun story, uh, and it's a great example mm. of like how comedy can be written. Thank God Dennis Spooner moved away from whatever he did with Reign of Terror oh and did this goodness. because it's Doctor Who's way of like of telling a story in a way that's interesting and funny and exciting and hilarious but also educational and covers darker topics there's some really great stuff in here where they it, it being funny and comedic makes it easier to digest mm. and a much more interesting story mm. yeah let's give it five stars i'm gonna move straight into the facts every week we bring a fact for the story or surrounding the story mm-hmm. and that we found probably on the internet um, my fact for this week is that, as we were just talking about it, um, so TARDIS Wiki tells me that um, it was apparently Verity Lambert that convinced Dennis Spooner and David Whitaker, who was the story editor, um, to script this story as a comedy rather than, mm. you know, to give it that comedic element. Um, and I love I love Verity Lambert's impact on Doctor Who. Thank and God. Thank God, because, the, no offence to Dennis Spooner, but The Reign of Terror is genuinely my least favourite Doctor Who story, so... Good old Verity Lambert came in to save the day and was like, make it funny. Make me... Women's is that, Ru- is that RuPaul thing? How are you going to make me laugh? <laughs> yes, literally that. Make me, make me laugh. Verity Lambert came in and was like, how are you going to make me laugh? How are you going to make, um, make me laugh? I, yeah, Verity Lambert's impact on Doctor Who is just, obviously, like, second to none. But I, I love it when women make Doctor Who great. Thank you, Verity Lambert, for adding the comedy. Thank you, Verity... So my fun fact is actually a myth, and we mentioned a little bit earlier about um, Tavius and um, how he's a Christian and what that meant in terms of like the context of Nero and mm. how it added to his story, and it was really interesting. One of the fu- one of the one of the myths that is put around about this story is that it was originally meant to feature Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you made it sound like as in. Jesus was going to have a guest starring yeah. role. <laughs> I phoned up God and I said, look, we, well, listen, I know that you're a really tough agent, but look, we want to have Jesus on Doctor Who. And I know you're, you're super busy with all your, like... You, you know, the entirety of world and time to to, to make sure yeah. you run. But, like, can we just can we have Jesus for, like, <laughs> just a day? Just for a day. Just for a day. No, so it's meant to, meant to feature um, a depiction of Jesus. Okay. However, um, factually and... Like, um, in terms of time, that wouldn't work because yeah. Jesus died at the age of 33 and this is set in AD 64. <laughs> so 30, so like, 30 years after he died. Don't quite match not up. sure it matches up. But it is up. Jesus, you know. He can do... He can pop Je- up. If anyone can pop up at any time, it's surely <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if anyone can... If anyone can do it, it's going to be Jesus. <laughs> That's gonna be the script of this episode. <laughs> if anyone could do it, it's Jesus. <laughs> Great, uh, that is my favourite. Why fact. hasn't he done a cameo yet? <laughs> I think I once looked up. Maybe Tavius was Jesus, but we we just what? So he's, hold, he's holding a cross of his own, like yeah. a reminder of his own execution on him permanently. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I think I once made the mistake of looking up Jesus on TARDIS wiki and it's a whole <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a just whole thing. <laughs> Great. Right. I love that fact. Okay, let's move Should we on. choose our background character slash hottie of the story? 
Are we doing Hot Year of the Week this week? I uh, well, I guess so. He, he he is a background character that is also to me a hottie. Because... Are you going to pick the same person as me? Well, who are you picking? The assassin. He's a, he's a hottie. no. I'm not picking. I'm not picking the assassin. Okay. But you just spoiled that for yourself, haven't you? Well done. Well, no. We're on our background character, so I'm just saying no, my joking, background character. No, I'm joking. Oh, that was mean. Oh, you spoiled that for yourself, haven't you, Dallin? Dallin, 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 Dallin. Saying the rudest thing ever, but adding Dallin, so it's kind of fine. <laughs> <laughs> saying the rudest thing ever about adding Lorene's version of Darling at the end. Dorlin. 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 If anyone could appear, it would be you, Jesus, Dorlin. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about yours first, though. The You're, assassin. Why did you like the assassin? Because he um, didn't speak. <laughs> and because that's how just, I like my men. Because, <laughs> no, I'm joking. About to kill me with their tongues cut out. Um, <laughs> I was just like, I had so many margaritas. That's the only man I can really remember that was like a background character that didn't speak very much. And who I also thought was kind of attractive. Very much, again, had his tongue cut out. Oh, did he? Yes. Like, oh, I don't remember. That's, I had five margaritas. That was, oh, okay, right. That's, <laughs> that's another this episode po- is you just explaining <laughs> everything. Just explaining back to you. <laughs> Plot point is that the, when the guy, the, the Roman centurion that finds the doctor and Vicky sent the assassin to kill, yes, to I kill do the liar this. player, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the reason that they sent him in particular is because he has his tongue cut out and so he can't, he yeah. can't defend himself. Oh, see, I don't remember that. There I don't remember that. And that was only like episode one. <laughs> so the and fact that g- the margarita had kicked in. And then the doctor fights him and he gets pushed out the window. And it, it's, it's that when he smashes the vase on his head. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that because that's pretty funny. Oh, and there's that great picture of Maureen O'Brien as Vicky. With her, with um, a vase above her head, which I think I might actually, I actually send to you and, and have it used as the as the poster. As the poster, yeah. we'll have to get the black archive to help us out with that. Um, um, so, what was your background character then? My background character slash hottie of the week is um, Nero's personal slave who, come, <laughs> who gets killed with the poison, and it's because he is actually quite handsome. He actually has a name. Does he have a name? He Does he name. speak? His name is. I thought like, he doesn't speak. Gaius Othonius. Togetherness. So well, like, I thought he was cool because he because he gets his little poison. He dies. He gets his little poison. He gets his little poison. They say it's the first comedy death in Doctor Who, but we saw that forward fall that and down that shaft. <laughs> That's the first comedy death in that Doctor Who. That is the Who. first comedy death. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do our song of the story? Let's do our song of the story. And okay. every week we pick a lovely little song. And um, it goes into a playlist that we're putting together for each season. Um, of Ooh, songs. The song of the story. Yeah, called the song of the story playlist. Yeah. Um, and you can find that on Spotify. If you click on the link tree in our bio, it will take you there. And you can listen to all the fun songs we've chosen so far for season two and a playlist for season one as well. Nice. So, what's your song of the story, David? My song of the story is. You better pick the same one as me. Firestarter by the Prodigy. Did you not pick that for not from not for for blah blah blah? Did she not pick that for did an I unearthly picked, child? Did I pick that for an unearthly child? No, we chose up in flames. We chose up in flames. Okay, and that's, I brought, and I brought that's the, a good name. And I brought that back for the second time. That yeah, I can't remember, but that is a, that is a good that is a good choice. Well, yeah, thank you. However, I do think mine's better, but mine also has a problematic element to it because I picked <laughs> Roman <laughs> Holiday by Nicki Minaj, oh! which. And, and and coincidentally, this, the same day that she's decided to be an absolute weirdo again about Megan the Stallion. Ah! So, Roman Holiday, they're in Rome. They're, they mention many times that you're they're done, on... You're done, 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 you're
actually the best impression I've ever done of anything. That is quite impressive. Take your medication, Roman. So, sorry, sorry, you can do. So you're doing Roman, a Nicki Minaj character. <laughs> Roman's mother, who's another Nicki Minaj character. <laughs> that's your best impression. Yeah, so that's the song I picked because I, I don't actually. I've never actually listened. Ooh, to Switch, that, yeah. Switch. So six. I've never actually. I don't listen to Nicki Minaj. I've never listened to that Nicki song. Minaj. But. I know the like the 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 classic. Is it like a VMAs performance that she did of it? It's incredible. Yeah, so like, that's the reason I know the song. I don't actually I don't listen to her, so that I don't really know her music. But again, this week has proven to me that she is uh, is just needs to just shut just shut the fuck she up. She needs to just shut um, the fuck up. I need she needs to like uh, stop speaking in the public eye. I think. Just, just 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 stop. That places us in a particular moment in time and history in pop culture, doesn't it? Yeah. How specific is is this? Like this 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 week. This of this Megan w- the Stallion yeah. referencing her in her new song Hiss, and Nikki going off on one is when I chose Roman like, Holiday by Nicki Minaj to represent the Romans, which is a 1965 Doctor Who serial. Which song are we going to pick for the playlist then? Roman Holiday or up? In, uh, what did you say? Firestarter. Firestarter by the Prodigy. I. I don't want to support Nicki Minaj, but Nicki I do think Minjaz. I think that mine's better. No offense. I kind of agree. <laughs> I kind of agree. Maybe we can find someone's cover of Roman. Holiday. Someone, they'll, be, they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, the, you know what we can put on the kids' pop version. The kids' pop. <laughs> Kids Bob version of Roman Holiday. Okay, Kids Bob Roman Holiday. I don't somehow don't think it does exist, but if it does, I will. Oh, uh, there's a song called Roman Holiday by um, Fontaine's DC. Halsey, Roman Holiday. Does Halsey have a song called Roman Holiday? Yeah. Wow. I like that much more than Nicki Minaj. Let's check, go for Halsey. Yeah. I love f- Halsey. I love her rock. There we go. vibes. So every week we also pick a quote, something that has stood out to us, something that makes us laugh, something that makes us smile, something that makes us cry, something that makes me go, oh yeah. It's mostly, it's mostly, do- it's quotes, mostly out filth. of context quotes that kind of sound rude. It's mostly filth. Um, Barbara. Barbara? Beth. <laughs> Yes. Do you want to tell me what your quote is? My quote is, and I can't remember who says it, but it is, just when I had them all softened up and ready for the old one too. It's the doctor. <laughs> it's the doctor, it's isn't the doctor. it? <laughs> I think it's like in their first episode. <laughs> so good. Just when That's I had them all good. softened up and ready for the, the old, old one, one too. <laughs> I say that often. It's often a sentence found in my... In your brain. In my vocabulary. Um, mine is from a Caesar Nero. Yes. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> trying to trying to have trying to get with Barbara, he just goes, Yoo-hoo. <laughs> Big summer blowout. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. He is I'm creepy. coming after you. It's, He's it's so quite weird. Creepy, honestly. Yoo-hoo. He needs to be me too. Um, <laughs> I kind of love my one. Kind of love yes. yours. The old one too. Just when I had him all softened up and ready really for the old, old one, one too. too. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to tease something. What is he saying? I'm going to tease something. What I'm going to tease something. I'm going to tease something. Um, we've had some interesting good news. Have we? Recently. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> What are you talking about? About potential future people who <gasps> appear on the podcast. Oh yeah, we've had some guests. We've had some, we've had some guests. Say, guests. Say yes, or they're interested. Um, so keep your keep your ears peeled for that. What we're going to say is 
It's not the people that you can expect. No, we're gonna we're going we're going rogue. We're going rogue. We're going all we're going off off agenda because listen. One thing I want to say is that this show should be for everybody. And we basically don't want to get the same five people that we're always yeah. talking about Doctor Who. Love, I mean, we probably we will love, have them. We, we probably will have we'll them. We'll have them eventually, but we just want to get some people that haven't spoken about Doctor yes. Who before. Yes, That you wouldn't think we'd talk about Doctor That's Who. Exactly. Might be. Although I think our first guest is no we've talked about Doctor Who. So <laughs> we're actually talking <laughs> shit. We're but... talking absolute shit with that one. <laughs> what we um, mean is that we're not going to have all the faces that you think you're going to see, yeah, yeah. but we will eventually, just not straight away. We want to get some rogue, we want to do some rogue picks. Exactly. So fuck you, and with that, <laughs> <laughs> who would we count? Who would we not have on? Um, who would we not? Who would who would we not have on? Julia Hartley Brewer. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Do you know who I'd love? The most famous person I could think of that I think would be hilarious that yeah. we'd never get. I want Julia Fox to come on the podcast. Julia Fox. <laughs> oh my. Words. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being like, right, Julia? I need you to watch. (laughs) You should watch four episodes of this television program that was made in 1978. Could you just like? Can you watch the Macrotera animation with us? Hi, right. Julia. Could you just um, if, if you just mind sitting watching Black Orchids, <laughs> could you could, could you just sit? <laughs> and with that, can we leave on that? Can, note? I, can I say who I think would be the most famous person that we're never going to get? On the most the, hilarious, famous person we could get. We could but ever, get. We wouldn't. We we're never going to get this person. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Beyonce came on? <laughs> can't even answer that. Can I you, think we should turn the mic off now. Can you imagine getting Beyonce? Imagine if the stars aligned and Beyonce came to the Who Watch podcast <laughs> I to watch Spearhead from Space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we need to end the episode there because I'm losing my mind. Uh, we've, got, we've actually, we've, been, we've gone delirious. <laughs> Beyonce. Hi Beyonce, would you mind just watching this episode? Yeah, it's called Sleep No More. Because <laughs> <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> We've got our special guest. <laughs> special guest. Spe- <laughs> here to here to watch. Can you hear me? <laughs> it's Jay Z. <laughs> here to watch. Love and monsters. It's Rihanna. <laughs> Patrol. She actually would find it great. <laughs> she would love the Happiness Patrol. It's Here. my cab. <laughs> okay, we Here have to... Here to watch Robots of Showman's Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> Surely it would be a fifth Doctor one, if anything, because Pete Davidson. Oh, Here my to watch goodness. Enlightenment is Ariana Grande. <laughs> I think we need to turn the mic off because I'm actually crying. Here okay. to watch Midnight, it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> Meet me at midnight. No. <laughs> I think we actually have to turn the mic off. <laughs> <laughs> we're so we're, we're too we're unwell. We're fucking unwell. Right. We would like to thank Reese Connolly for his beautiful artwork and branding. And we'd also like to thank Hayden Wynn for the beautiful music that you hear on this podcast. Isn't it gorgeous? Thank you, friends. We'd also like to say thank you to the Black Archive for the photos that we use for our imagery. Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice? I love the Black Archive. Go visit that website. And with that. 
I think that's us. That's us too. Oh, we're a little bit tired and delirious today. <laughs> and we'll see you next Wednesday. For the Web Planet. For the Web... And we'll be joined by <laughs> Claudia Winkleman. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely, I want Claudia Winkleman on the podcast. I think she would be She'd be insane. <laughs> oh, we're back in the olden times. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.